The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. All right, welcome to another episode of The Adventure Jogger. Jeff Stafford is here. Hello, Jeff. What's going on, peoples? We have a very special guest in Adventure Jogger Studio A as we are recording on New Year's Eve. He runs for Ultra Team Red. He's also on the Sunto Elite Team, which he hates the sound of that. Kyle Curtin is here. Hello, Kyle. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Jeff. What's going on? This is not the first time we've had John. No. You had the the Tahoe Rim Trail FKT earlier in the year. That was a big deal for you. Big deal for my legs, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, but that kind of, that puts you on the map. All of a sudden, I saw people that didn't know who Kyle Curtin was talking about Kyle Curtin. You got a lot of attention mainly because, I mean, there was nothing going on at that point. And so you did that, and you were like the star of, of trail running for that week. Yeah, I got my 15 minutes of glory. It's great. <laughs> there you go. It's all it takes. So you are here because we've known each other for years. Yeah, like 10 years now. Yeah. No, yeah, maybe even more. I think it's been yeah, but 10 years, um, and we're going to do a beer mile later on. We're going to actually do a little talking because I want to talk about about while we're still coherent (laughs) right before we because it all came down to years ago we actually did your first beer mile you're great at fkts on trails but you are horrible at beer miles yeah yeah that's fair to say (laughs) penalty beer every time i've never completed a beer mile what is is your fastest beer mile time it was the og mile back here in front of your house, I want to say twelve and change. Oh, oh my god, twelve and good. change! And you are a two-hour, fifteen-minute marathon runner. That's very generous. No, like two twenty. I've ran two forty-two in Boston, but that was seven years ago, and that's my last marathon. I thought you were faster than that. I gave you a whole lot of credit. No, nah, you should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, that, speed kills. That's what they say. Um, but Jeff, have you ever done a beer mile before? You've done the White Claw Mile. You know, I don't think I have. Who's... You know, poles are not allowed in a classic beer <laughs> mile. That's right. Or cowboy boots. That's cheating. <laughs> That's all. The White Claw Mile video, if you need to see that, you can go on the Adventure Jogger Facebook page and check that out. But Kyle, um, you did set another FKT. This one, because you did it around Christmas... On the solstice, the winter solstice. You did it on the winter solstice. You just set a, a Pitchell FKT. You beat Sean Pope's recent FKT on uh, going from Pisgah to Mount Mitchell. <clears throat> what was your? How did that? What was your time on that? You took like a half hour off the FKT, didn't you? Yeah, about thirty-two minutes. Uh, Sean did it in uh, March of nineteen, wow. and then uh, yeah, I did it on uh, on the solstice on the shortest day of the year. God, did you have- need your headlamp? <laughs> Yeah, two right, of them. a little bit. Very little, I'll bet. <laughs> Actually, you know, I take three of them. Yeah, by the time got done with it. Jeez. Uh, the, a lot of the Blue Ridge Parkway was closed, too, so there's some, some Yeah, I saw your pictures where you had there. to go down the trail at the end. That had to suck. <laughs> the luge. 
Oh, by the way, I just got a message that Travis Esterby will be joining us on this beer mile as well. Oh that's, my, that's that's happening in, in, in just a little bit. I, I'm I'm thinking the best part of the podcast is going to be the after the beer mile. Most likely. <laughs> It's always, there's always a common denominator involved for some reason. I don't understand this. It's like, what the hell? So let's talk a pitchel real quick. Um, when, was, when did the idea pop up? I know after talking to you about the Tahoe Rim Trail, you are not a planner. You are a last-minute fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants. Let's go do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think this got planned out a day or two ago. I think I told you I was showing up to your house maybe maybe two days ago. Um <laughs> It's the way the cookie crumbles in 2020. Well, but like but even Pitchell, too. I, this is not something that you took a lot of time to plan out. No, it was on the radar for the last few years. Um, it probably in 2016 or so is when it was really on the radar. And just, I don't live in North Carolina, so a lot of things have got to happen for me to be out there and for it to be able to happen. Your parents live out there. Yeah, they retired in Asheville. And my dad takes care of all the trail. He does the trail maintenance with uh, Carolina Mountain Club. Oh, nice. Of, nice. of all the trails in that area so if you're listening you know a paul Curtin. that's kyle that's the guy you can be like i heard your boy on the adventure jogger um where like your fitness was you weren't like peaking at that point though when you decided to do pitchell this was a okay it's it's snowing now in colorado because you live in durango you're starting to ski a lot more you weren't in like you didn't train for this. You weren't in peak physical condition for this. I was well rested, Ryan. <laughs> Sometimes that's what you really need is to rest. <laughs> Give the old body a break. <laughs> but let's talk about Pitchell just for a bit. How did it go for you? Kind of give us a, the, the Reader's Digest version of setting this other FKT for the year. Uh, it was a little bit of a rough start. Had like a 2.30 wake up to get out of the house by 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then Ooh. had a, what, like a 40-minute drive to get to as close as I could to Mount Pisgah and still had a four-mile-hour or so hike to get up to the summit. So after that 2.30 wake up, didn't actually start on the FKT until almost 5 o'clock in the morning. And it's obviously still dark and still cold. And yeah. used two of my headlamps um, that morning and... Uh, there's there's no aid for the first like 18 miles or so so i ran down to the river and saw my dad and uh he's he's crewing for me the whole time too which was its own little adventure (laughs) those usually are because your dad is the opposite of you your dad is a planner he's a planner yeah he wasn't uh when i was just like oh yeah just have some bottles and food ready and uh I'll just take what I need and go. He, he needed a little more direction than that. <laughs> that drives now, him now, nuts. This, this is kind of ironic because you would think a man with special operations background, yeah, a fellow night stalker like myself, yeah. would, would be a planner. Have you ever known a guy who, who like dates one girl and it's a bad experience and then dates somebody in the totally opposite direction? Yeah. It's kind of like that. A lot of planning, <laughs> a lot of organization and everything right. for a few years of my life. And now, uh, like, ah. now I, I don't own a calendar. No, but the difference is Jeff has continued. I still do it. Oh, I'm, he's just, still I'm just that way, though. Yeah. Just... He, he, Jeff, Jeff is still like living by a calendar. You know, he wakes up at the same time every morning. So you got to have 15 headlamps, a backup for the backup. Yes. For the backup and three in each drop. Back, you know, it's just He crazy. has the same exact routine every single day. Well, he wakes close. up at 515, goes and brushes his teeth. Feeds the dog. Yep. Has some oatmeal. 
get the bird seat out. Yes. Goes and watches the morning news. And then, he, you know, goes about his day. And, and then, then I have my vodka. And then, yeah, right. and, then, and then he watches Dancing with the Stars. Right. And then he calls it a night. Yeah. That is life. Tommy didn't like For that. Jeff Stafford. No, he thought, by the way, there's two dogs. You may hear some dogs barking in the background. Uh, Tommy, who is Kyle's rescue dog. You, he wants attention. We'll we'll tell the Tommy story in just a second. But so so you've got the the, the planner, your dad. Yeah, I got the and the, the seat aid, of the pants aid station, going along. Um, yeah, and, and things went okay. I, I fell three times in the first three miles, and mm. it was kind of a rough start. Still You're waking like, this up. Not and gonna everything. be good. <laughs> but after that, things really were just smooth for the rest of the day. Um, just transitions. Went. So, what what did you use? Is the trail if you will is it that well marked is it intuitive do you know where you're going did you put a gpx on your watch did you carry a paper map did you just follow the trailblazers what what did you do to get around i had uh the gpx on my sunto watch but yeah, drop the sponsor name in there put it in there because yeah, it's gonna make like them that? happy yeah uh, what kind of sunto watch were you wearing kyle the nine barrow <laughs> but it's all on the mountain to sea trail once you get okay. off mount pisgah summit it's a mile and a half to get off the summit on the mountain to sea trail and then you just follow those same white blazes all gotcha. the way to mount mitchell and then it's a mile and a half to the top Go of mount up. mitchell um yeah it's the same trail the whole way though it's pretty uh pretty straightforward so it goes well it goes well. Um, yeah, I was ahead of his pace at every change going through just by a minute or two mm-hmm. until we got to mile 35 or so where the climbing really starts. And that's where I started to make some difference where I started hiking more and running less. And, yeah. and that's uh, my strong suit. It's uh, it really great. The last time I could get aid was about 17 miles from the summit of, of Mount uh, Mitchell yeah because the parkway is closed so yeah. my dad took my mountain bike and biked up like five miles and 1500 feet to <laughs> meet me Lord. at this intersection <laughs> and then so I still had you know these 17 miles to get to the summit and then five miles to get down off the summit so I had all my food and water for that much which was like a hundred ounces of water and a whole lot of calories and wow <laughs> that's there's a big pack to, <laughs> to be running with at the end of that so yeah did you know you had it in the bag Pretty much as you're starting to approach starting to Mount Mitchell. At that point where when I was like 17 miles from the summit, I was uh, about 17 minutes up on him yeah. and I was moving pretty good. I, I remember seeing uh, Sean Pope splits through there and thinking, OK, I can I can get that. Yeah. Um, so I was pretty confident from there, but I didn't have another split to look at until I got to the summit of Mitchell. And I wasn't totally sure on the mileage either. So it was just kind of pushing and hoping. Yeah. But and you got it. Got it. What is the difference when you get an FKT, and now you've got two big FKTs for, for 2020, Ultra Runner Magazine, I, I don't know if you don't put Kyle Curtin in the discussion for at least one of the top 10 Ultra Runners of the year, I, I mean, Without come on, doubt, what, yeah. what game are you playing? I mean, he's got two huge FKTs in one year, in a year where there wasn't a whole lot of races. Uh, I say that because I'm an, I'm an incredible homer. <laughs> Don't make me come after you, Trailer Magazine. But no, that's that's big. But you've won some races, some big races before. And you've seen some real success in race time. And you cross that finish line first. What's what's the difference between like that feeling at the end of an FKT versus you're at a race and you just you just won? I I didn't know what to do at the the summit of Mitchell. I kind of got to the top, stopped my watch, and like took a couple selfies. And the plan was to call my dad and 
and like figured take the same send the chopper and extract me (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but i called him and he said holy shit you're done already and uh and it didn't really have great service i kind of heard a couple words later and like all right i guess he knows i'm done i guess i'll i'll start down now but uh yeah, a whole lot less fanfare. Or, uh, is it a weird feeling? Is it like a almost like a this anticlimactic, you know, just oh, is is it done? Is it is there because there's not really at a race, you know, when the finish line is there, you get the buckle, everything's over. But there's no closure almost in these FKTs yeah. when there's nobody there. Yeah, a lot of nervousness when you hit save on the watch too. Oh, I hope this <laughs> works. God, it better be there. <laughs> but Kyle would like you to know that in the Sunto Nine Barrow, you don't have to worry about that because he knew. it captured it all. No, he knew without a doubt. <laughs> Kyle had no no nerves at all about whether or not his watch would maintain the data. Um, but yeah, there's nobody up there. The parkway's closed. There's nobody hiking in that far on end of December. Yeah, so that's nuts. Like, Nobody's seeing you. Yeah, there's. It's all empty up there. And then as soon as I started on the way down, it's just total ice on the trail. Um, I, I kind of lucked out where it was more snow or, or not yeah. as bad um, on the Mountain to Sea Trail up to the top of Mount Mitchell. But on the way down, it was definitely an adventure of itself. Pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. What's what's on the radar coming up? Anything, any races registered, thinking of registering for? I'm fifth on the wait list for Western States. Okay. So they haven't charged my credit card yet. You are fifth on the wait list? Yeah. That's fantastic. And then uh, got the Night Stalker Ultra. Okay. Um, yep. But I don't know, man. Who do you have to sleep with to get in the Hard Rock? Have you found out the answer yet? Because I know you've been trying to get into that one for a while. Nah, just kind of... Uh, throwing darts out you know just <laughs> <laughs> he keeps checking ma'am ma'am are you the one okay no, no on, on, you're not it. on to the next one because I know that's been a race that's been on your radar for oh yeah I'd love to get in for a while uh huh that's and it What's seems like race? it's right up your alley 30, 33k a climb something like that something like that yeah it's, it's I've, up I've there, ran yeah. the route every summer I've lived in Durango it's a super cool route mm-hmm you kind of you've done you do soft rock every yeah some version of it this yeah. year I tried to get all the the mountain peaks along the way and just that was a there's a reason they don't do that during the race that is uh, so much more difficult <laughs> well there's always Nolan's you can go for that oh, I've tried that a couple times too uh, no no success there yet you'll get it you'll get it give it to, you know what you, you know you need to do that you can't get Nolan's because that requires a lot of planning. Oh, you gotta oh, get your dad okay, out okay, there. Okay. You need yeah. your dad yeah. or Jeff. He would put. We'd push you through. Oh it's yeah. Like, All right. Here's what you're gonna do. When you get up there, you're gonna turn left and. You can't see to your pants, Nolans. Not at all. No, you got to kind of know your that way around. That sounds like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, the dog is barking, which means I think Travis is already here. Uh, the beer mile is going to start very soon, so we're going to pause this episode of the Adventure Jogger and come back. After the beer mile. We'll pick it up. We'll pick it up in just a little bit here. Stick around. We'll find out how this is going to go. We know the companies here. All right. The beer mile is over. Um, we ran. Uh, this was. This would be Stafford's first beer mile. Stafford, do official, you want First official. official beer mile. Do you want to kind of tell us the experience you had running this beer mile? Sure. Yeah, please break it down. So we start off. We all crack a beer, you know. And just <laughs> <laughs> chug it down. Esther B takes off like a rape yeah, like ape, a just going. Yeah. Kyle's right on his heels. I'm like, oh man, here we go. We got a good race going up front here. So immediately you feel the slosh. Yeah. And the gas starts to build. Yes. And about two thirds of the way through your first loop, you start belching. And it's those well, wet, <laughs> nasty belches, you know. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you for giving everybody. I just want to make sure everyone understands, you know, what, what you go through here, you know. And then you, then you grab your second beer. Yeah, yeah. Crack that baby. You go through the transition zone, which is about a 15-foot area, and you slowly, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. not slowly, you, you chug it as quickly right. as you can. Yeah. And you repeat, yeah. and you repeat, and yeah. you repeat. And you pray to God, to the beer gods, <laughs> that you will not vomit, projectile vomit all over the road. Now, Ryan has the official finishing I have the here. official results. Kyle, this is, this is redemption for you. It is. Happy 420. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's 420 on New Year's. Kyle, how did, before I give the results, how did this beer mile go for you? The best it's ever gone. It's, it, you you kind of suck at these things. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of hard liquor, you know, kind of like interval training for these. <laughs> Suto's not going to share this episode. <laughs> you know, so beers are easy after you drink a couple glasses yeah. of whiskey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you okay? So final no, results. But hold on. Okay. Yeah. What did I tell you before this race ever went off? I oh, said, you're my hype man. Yeah, you're pumping me up. I'm. You are not going to puke. You're going to finish in four. And he did. He did. So I'm yeah. his good luck charm. This was you. That, that's yeah. what it is. You just All willed right. it into existence. So can you, you can you share mics with Travis real quick? Okay, we have Travis Esther being here. By the way, we're all social distancing. We've all gotten COVID tests. So don't don't flip out. Step up to the microphone, Travis. This is Travis Esther, my good friend. This was the winner of the beer mile in seven minutes and five seconds. Trav- and he's, he's drinking a beer right now. Travis Esby, step up to the microphone and tell us. No, you got to get right on that oh, thing. Yeah, it won't pick yeah, you up. Man. Okay, so so tell us, how did the beer mile go for you? So I had a lot of motivation because I got Kyle here. and uh, <laughs> He had a record You don't always get to beat an ultra Team Red member. Yeah, so he's sponsored by watches and shoes. But <laughs> I'm 1-0 against him going into today. Because you beat him at, at Ozarks oh, back years ago. We both had no idea what we were doing. 2012, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2012. Our first 100-miler, both yeah, of we, us. We both did our first 100-miler together. Um, I had... I, I'd finished up, went back, went to bed, came back. Kyle was still out there. Oh! <laughs> I was still popping <laughs> ibuprofen and like, doing yoga on the side of the trail to try to finish. So, uh... Today, I, I know I, I don't have him in that 100-mile distance anymore. Right. It's, yeah. But the beer my mile. hope was this beer mile, so I can go 2-0. and And uh, I'm proud to say I'm 2-0. and Smoked him. <laughs> Smoked him. <laughs> yes. Winning time was Travis Esterby, 7.05. Kyle Curtin came in second place in 8 minutes and 14 seconds. Kyle, step up to the mic again. Wow. Do you feel, was there a lot of pressure on you? Let me tell you, he was looking rough about beer number two. Yes. I was pushing it. I thought he was going to lose it. This is the A race to end the year. (laughs) (laughs) His finish, though, was the strongest I've seen. Kick ass. Yeah, I've seen a real, that was a real kick at the end. But but so, what was different this year, Kyle? What was different with this beer mile? Was it it Stafford? Yeah, I think, I mean, Stafford's motivational speech at the beginning and yeah. Having uh, people from multiple states in on this is... Uh, he wanted that... Okay, so you, you gotta get right on that. He wanted that redemption for Ozark. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. You wanted to I, take down Esterby for beating you at Ozarks. There's no hope after that second lap. <laughs> He's running at like a six-minute pace <laughs> and chugging beers in 15 seconds. <laughs> I had no one I'm out of. 
I know yeah. when I'm out, man. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Third place. You got me by one second. I was eight fifteen. But was I got you. It was that yeah, kick. It was that, that kick at that the kick end. kick that got him. And he smacked my ass right before he crossed the finish line. That was, yeah, again, Sunto's not sharing this episode. That sting to remember. I know, and I will never right? forget that because I beat you once. I thought I could beat you again and kind of this could be my thing. And Jeff Stafford pulling up the rear with eight minutes and 30 seconds. There you go. Those are solid times. All guys. PR. Solid times. All PRs, I think. We actually measured it out with one of those, those roller measurers. So that was, was but you pretty, won't see it that way on Strava. No, if you look at our Strava, it looks a little short. <laughs> not gonna, not gonna lie, not gonna lie to that one. People are gonna call us out on Strava. We did measure it. It is a cloudy day. The important thing is we got all four beers down. Exactly, that's the important thing. Kyle, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was you from from the last beer mile that we did five was it five years ago, six years ago at least six yeah. years ago to now. Your life has changed quite a bit. You have gone from being just, uh, you know, a, a city big name to a, a professional runner. How has that transition been for you to go from a guy with responsibilities and a job to? I mean, you 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 live in a van. You run when you want to. You really are kind of living the 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 trail runner dream in a way. Life's good, Ryan. What can I say? <laughs> I've done way more training on the running side than the drinking side for the most part. <laughs> I guess that translates when you get to a lower elevation. I'm not not sure how this translates to today. How, how does that feel, though? Because you're, you're used to running in Durango. Right now, I just feel drunk, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> the warmness, it melts over your body. No, it is weird because I don't know if you felt this, Jeff, but it hits you. It's, like five uh, minutes afterwards. It's on me now. <laughs> yeah, it's 425. Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up this very special last-minute edition of the Adventure Jogger, a, uh, a last-minute uh, New Year's Spur of the moment. episode. Spur of the moment. Um, thank you so much, Kyle, for coming by and putting your, your career on the line against Travis Esterby. <laughs> You know, it's a big deal. You're welcome for winning. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> we are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.